We're Kelly and Tracy. Every week, we talk about things that affect women. We work in politics, so much of the time we talk about how it is to be a professional woman in the field of mostly male political professionals. We rarely tackle purely partisan issues. There's plenty of podcasts to listen to if that's what you want. We usually debate. We push each other's buttons. We get sucked into conflict and pull each other out in moments of agreement. But in this moment, we would like to come together, all jokes aside, to address what's happening at the border. Women engaged in politics from both sides of the aisle have come forward to address the cruelty happening under the zero tolerance policy. This is an issue affecting mothers, fathers, families. It's about humanity. Former First Lady Barbara Bush said in 2018, can we not as a nation find a kinder, more compassionate, and more moral answer to the current crisis? I, for one, believe we can. Our current First Lady, Melania Trump, herself an immigrant, who received her citizenship status by marrying our president, said, we need to be a country that follows laws, but governs with heart. And longtime Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway has said, nobody likes seeing babies ripped from their mother's arms. As a mother, as a Catholic, as somebody who has got a conscience, I will tell you that nobody likes this policy. We have found ourselves in administrative policy that forces families apart. The children into cages, the parents into prisons. We are using babies, young children, as bargaining chips in a political game. This is not the America we want to be. We both have kids. We understand how important it is to protect them. We would lay in front of a bus. We would take every ounce of pain away from our kids if we could. There is a better way. Even Ted Cruz is trying to do better by introducing a bill which would double the number of immigration judges to 750 and mandate that illegal immigrant families be kept together unless there has been aggravated criminal contact or threat of harm to the children. Tracy and I may believe in different laws, in different policies of immigration, in different leaders, but we are a country of family and retreat and dreams and freedom. If you feel the same way we do, please call your congressperson, your senator, and tell them it's time to work across the aisle for a better solution. Republicans hold the majority. It's time to find a better way. Be our leaders. Be the best version of this country, of our party. Be strong. Be brave. Stand up to human rights abuses. We need to agree on immigration policy that doesn't separate scared, sick, desperate families. We can do better. Thanks for listening. Hi all and welcome back to Damon All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson and today we're talking pimps. <laughs> and I'm Tracy Deeds. And it's no longer primary day, but last week Barbara Comstock won. Yay! Yeah, yeah. She pulled it out in Virginia 10, which battled is going to be Bronx. battled out by two strong women, Barbara Comstock and Jennifer Waxton. It is, that is going to be a hard battle. I'm sure you're going to work for Jennifer Waxton. Uh, no, I was working for a guy that lost in the primary, which yeah. is great. Okay. I'm happy for yeah. Senator Waxton. You know, um, somebody, was, somebody was telling me this story about how they were having – this person was in a conversation about women running. And somebody in the conversation said, well, I mean, what happens when a woman runs against a woman then? And somebody else was like, a woman wins. <laughs> <laughs> the point.
like just accomplished. Like oh, it works, you know? I feel like I want to say so So there. Uh, I can't say it because I'm not allowed to use the word, but okay. So they're dumb. They're yeah, dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is like a funny thing because when you – when you're when you're unaccustomed having a lot of women in one in one spot, I, I worked with campaigns and elections last week and wrote an article, which about, was awesome. Which, by the way, yeah, it's on, way to go! Um, it's on the Dame It All Facebook five. page. Yeah. But it was like we're, we live in a world where people only expect there to be one of us anywhere. You know what I mean? That's so the because idea we're being, fucktarded. <laughs> it's the <laughs> I know. Just stop it. Um, the idea that like it's all women is so out of the ordinary it's for awesome. people. That it's, it's cool. pretty, yeah, so keep, keep so, your eye um, on Virginia I, Tennant. It's going to be crazy. I hope, you know, I hope I like Barbara Comstock. I think she's fan- I think she's fantastic. So, I, but it's exciting to see, it's exciting to see woman on woman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all sorts of spheres, it's exciting <laughs> to see women on women. Speaking of women on women, pimps. Just right pimps, into our next. Nevada, sex workers, prostitution, brothels. I mean, Nevada is a weird place. We've talked about it before. And, uh, the Nevada primary was last also when the Virginia primaries were. And there are were races up and down the ballot, including a race for a primary race for state legislature. And uh, Dennis Hoff, a dude named Dennis Hoff, won. And he's, he's a pimp, like as a pimp. Like he's like, that's what his business card says. Right. Like, so he pimp. he runs all seven big brothels in Nevada, <laughs> big, which are all legal. The small ones. The big, the big brothels. <laughs> the big he was also on a reality series called Cat House. Um, and, and HBO. So and they got to show HBO. all the parts. Yep. Right. Yep. So I, it's interesting because, you know, I was trying to do a bunch of research to find out if this guy was a total douchebag or not. And, and it, seems he's, bag, yeah. it seems like it's mixed. Like some say he's a scum <laughs> guy. Somebody's like, he's great. He's, you know, providing jobs for women and, and whatever. So I don't, I don't know. It's legal in Nevada. So the fact that a pimp one is. I mean, it's like a baker one for, to me. Like if it's, it's yeah. just a legal business. I mean, it is interesting because. Um, so the, also on the ballot in November is going to be a measure trying to make prostitution illegal in Nevada. I actually don't know how many states have legal prostitution. I guess there's not a lot. I mean, there's but only one. It's you think it's Nevada. just Nevada? It's just Nevada. And it's just Reno. So um, Las Vegas proper, it is illegal. It's just oh, Reno. Oh, it's just Reno. Reno's a really weird place. Have you ever been there? It's so I've, weird. I have not. I did the marijuana legalization race in Nevada last cycle. And so I marijuana is t- legal. It is all of Nevada. But pro- yeah, pretty, not that I know that. Interesting. It was hard to pass though. Like it was a tough. It was an uphill battle. But like prostitution, yes. But like a little grass was Nevada is a hard. weird state because a weird there's state. a lot of conservatives there. Yeah, Hence the pimp winning <laughs> the state legislative race. <laughs> you know what? They also passed. They passed like a gun control measure last election cycle too. It was a bump stock thing, I think. And well, like everybody. No, but before, like oh. before everyone did it, you know, oh, basically. Okay. But we're we're not talking about this, before but basically Vegas, before yeah. all of the sure. terrible shootings. But um, so there is this. There's a pimp on the ballot, and also so you can vote for a pimp and you can vote against prostitution if that's how you're feeling like you want to go. You know what I mean? Like I wonder, um, I I wonder if you can if if that sort of split opinion will be on voters minds like can you vote for one but not the other so i don't i don't think so but i actually think this is a good direction to go with this particular podcast so i don't know i think you and <sighs> i workers. may yeah, yeah you and i may might actually agree on this where are you on legalizing prostitution nationwide? legalize them get them health care yeah, legal, right. legalize. I think unionize them. Yeah, I think it should be legal and more. I mean, prostitution happens everywhere. It's just that it's illegal. And if it was legal, it would be in the light of day. So you know, part of the part of the anti the people that want to make prostitution illegal say it's to cut down on trafficking and to cut down on like forced prostitution and like wait. So people are saying that if 
prostitution is legal, there will be more trafficking in the, this country? That's what, what what I just read, which doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Right. That seems But odd. I wonder if it's because it's only legal there, that if it was legal everywhere, then it would be in the light of day. So, so I don't... Like, they have health care. They, they can pay into a 401k. I don't get, know that I think it should be legal everywhere. You I think really it should don't be, think so? I think it should be up to the states. Well, shocker. But say, do you I think know. all the states should make it legal? You know, not like from a top down, but I like it, should uh, you sure, all think, is there sure. one state you think sh- shouldn't be no, legal? No, I like mean, I think, the, I think the states should be able to make those decisions themselves. But I think it's probably good policy to to make it legal for women. It, you know, it, what's the difference between brothels and prostitution? Anything? Well, I think well, brothels are because strip, strippers are legal everywhere, right? But strippers don't have sex. Sex, right? But in right. brothels, you have sex. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're so gross. Have you ever been into a brothel? I have not. But I know people that have. I think it's probably smelly. Uh, I don't think it is. I think oftentimes they're fairly high class. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, the bunny ranch is a thing. It's funny. Every time I hear a story about... So here's... Interesting. Whenever I hear about a guy that got prostitutes or something (laughs) of that... We work, in po- we work in politics, so I hear stories Nobody's all the time. ever told me, actually. I've never had a man tell me I've paid for sex. So I have a story for you. Oh, man. Not on this podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's never like they were on the bowels of D.C. and it was like this gank they picked up like out of the dumpster. Like it's always like high end, high class, high rollers. Like it's super. But it's illegal in Las Vegas proper because I was going to say one of my most fun games when I'm in Vegas is to guess like paid or married. I'm terrible. I love at that doing. game. Well, I'm you terrible. never know the answer, so it's really just right because they are kind of walk up to. I right. mean, usually if the man's over ninety, it's paid. Yes, and the woman is anywhere I have less some than eighty. Friends that would love to play that game with you. Um, <laughs> oh, give him my number. I don't know. I, I, so I think that there are escort services. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think you could definitely pay for sex in Las Vegas. City. Because you just say that's an escort, and then eventually there's like a big tip and a and a right. hand job, right? Or the whole shebang. Uh, if you're paying for sex, I think you're getting more than a hand job. Well, maybe you're just paying less for a hand job. I don't know. Mm, Sorry, don't know. mom. I mean, you're not gonna like this episode. If you're getting to that <laughs> point, if you're paying for something, like why wouldn't you just get the whole kit the whole thing? Brutal? I don't know. Maybe maybe things are happening in your life, but um, I mean, if you're getting a hand job, why wouldn't you just do it yourself? You're probably better at it. Uh, boobs. Pretty much like the answer to everything is boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I got them. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, but I think thinking of boobs. <laughs> I wonder. I didn't look at go back and look at any of Dennis Hoff's campaign persuasion materials, but I wonder if he used people from the Bunny Ranch in them. You know, like campaign commercials with ladies. That's got to be. I mean, the the old adage, "Sex sells." Yeah, but I don't know that that helps on the Republican side. Although I think I Nevada know. Republicans are different than, say, Georgia Republicans. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Nevada Georgia. Republicans are probably more like... Georgia Republicans are still battling it out right now for that governor's race. Have yeah. you seen their ads? So weird. Are they awful? They're weird. Really? So many guns. I mean, they're just like, it's all Second Amendment stuff down there right now. Oh, on the Republican side. they're going to take their guns. I think so. But it's just like, just just people, just men shooting guns. It's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, they okay. obviously have tapped into some sort of Republican primary voter sort of inclination. But well, anyway. good for the Republicans for doing some testing to figure out what, what's going to work. <laughs> good, because they're really <laughs> shitty at that. So good for them. <laughs> Yay! But I mean, I wonder if our if our dear president, Mr. Trump, will endorse uh, Huff in Virginia. He I mean, endorsed the Republican candidate for, for U.S. Senate, who's like who's a neo who's who's. You know that guy? 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Corey Stewart. Corey Stewart, who has like a uncomfortably deep relationship with people in the alt-right, I would say. Like his bodyguards. So it's weird. So, he had like so bodyguards Corey Stewart was trail. fired from the Trump campaign. Did you know that? No. What did he so do Corey, the... So Corey Stewart was, uh, God, I'm going to totally screw but this he up. Worked and on I'll come campaign. back next week and apologize for getting on my facts wrong. Uh, he was like the Virginia guy. Mm. He was like the head of the Virginia stuff. And during he, the campaign. During the campaign. Yeah. And he came out and he was protesting outside the RNC and, and he got yeah. fired. But he's he won the primary for United States Senate. He, he did. It was so now all these people are sort of digging into his life. I mean, as w- when you're a public person like that, you know. Yeah. And he had like bodyguards on the I trail. Was a Nick who are neo Nazis? Yeah, it was not good. And he has like weird. Con- but the, but our president is tweeted his support of Corey. It's fine. Which Tim makes Kane, more sense. It's gonna be easy. It'll be t- it'll, it'll be, be it'll be the yeah, easiest yeah. race sure. Tim Kaine ever runs. Yeah. <laughs> um. The, actually, the tweet makes more sense. If he used to work for him, you know, but I wonder what our dear president will say about Dennis Hoff. I don't know that he's going to care. It's a state, state legislative it's a state race. race. Who, who yeah. gives a shit yeah. in Nevada? I don't know. I don't think he's going to weigh in on that. <laughs> I mean, who knows? He might weigh in on that. But, you know, he really likes boy stuff like the Space Force. So speaking of boy <laughs> stuff. Right. That's. Dun, boy, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even know what is to that say the Star about Wars this. Thing? Oh my god, that was good. Dun, 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 Do you like dun. Star Wars? No, I mean I watch it because I I own some boy. I mean I that's not the Star Wars thing. That's something else. That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, Indiana, that's Indiana Jones. Oh, Caleb would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> What's the Star Wars one? Shit. What's oh, the Star Wars one? Hold on. I'm gonna find it right now. Oh, my God. Dun, We're going to find dun, this. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the Darth Vader thing. Wow. <laughs> but when our president came out pushing for a sixth branch of the armed services to be the Space Force. Introducing the Space Force of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> wow all right we don't want to get sued that was great but he uh he really wants it our president and i thought to myself he's just fulfilling his dream of being a child wishing that his country could be also in star wars i just i don't listen <laughs> i'm all for a strong defense i am i am a big fan of Freaking Nash! I can say, actually say fucking. Sorry. You can. I'm actually not with my children. I can say fucking. <laughs> Yay for a big, strong fucking military! But I know what? she wants to explode North Korea. So the fact that yeah, you know, fuck North yeah. Korea, fuck this guy. <laughs> I, I don't. This I don't. I don't actually know what he's trying to accomplish. Like he wants to blow up countries from space. Great. <laughs> I'm but sure Mexico is like number one on his list. He could like, just what? do it. He could just do it from he an, air, an airplane, Mexicans. though. He, right. Oh God, Tracy! It's awful, oh, right? That was I was being facetious. I know. It's awful. I know. It just sort of hurt my heart a little bit. It, it, yeah. Speaking of North Korea, we're not going to really get into it, but I think that your president loves their president, like their boyfriends. Oh, oh I don't. I think he's romance. just trying to be funny. <laughs> funny. Funny. I don't know. Huh. Something I don't, I don't know that I've ever has any ever have you ever seen it be funny like actually laugh laugh out loud funny our president <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to understand our president <laughs> no nobody really does I just hope that he has some like weird mind fuck going on with the guy <laughs> of North Korea and is just going to fuck him Kim. up I don't know I hope it's going to be good a yeah, lot I, of United States senators have come out saying I'm not really sure how we do a space force 
But I feel like we shouldn't do a Space Force. <laughs> Nobody really knows what to do with that announcement. But all right, Mr. President, if it means you'll stop fucking other shit up and just explore the opportunity of having your military go into outer space, all right. I actually think it's just a distraction. Well, he is the king of distraction. I don't think that there's going to be a space force. And who knows? Maybe. Maybe it's a big thing. And maybe it's going to be great. And maybe it's going to scare the shit out of everybody because we'll be able to blow them up for space. It will literally scare nobody. Yeah. Because it's humorous. Yeah. So the the girls' version of Star Wars is oftentimes Disney. Wait. What do you mean the girls' version? That is the most sexist thing I think I've ever heard you say. What do you mean the girls' version of Star Wars? You don't like Star Wars? What's wrong with Star Wars? I personally don't. But I started off by saying it's a little boy's dream. So I was making a comparison, a, a word comparison just then so for women, the purposes of bridging into like, the next subject. So, so you just you just yeah. clarified that women and men are different. I never oh said God. women and men are not different. Right. Like literally ever. What but I said I is that there's you, nothing I'm, that we can't all do. You said that there's a girl's version of Star Wars I actually find slightly offensive. I, I apologize. Thank I'll come you. up with a different okay. bridge. Let's sure. talk about Disney now. <laughs> okay. Is that a better bridge? Is that, is that a better one? There are little yeah, boys I was that trying like to be Disney. fucking clever. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you very we'll be, much. We'll be smarter and don't be sexist when you're being clever. Come on. All right. Jesus Christ. Little boys Tough like Disney too. Today. They do. So Disney's done this really cool thing. They've they've implemented something called Code Rosie, a program that gives women already at the company in non-technical roles an opportunity to switch careers this is amazing. and be this encoding. Is super awesome. Yes. So basically, like all these big. Um, Basically, all these big giant media companies need more people that are trained in tech, in coding, and computer science for tons of reasons. Basically, it's just the way the world's going. But a lot of the time in these places, it's for animated movies and animated shows and animated games and all that sort of shit. So they started something called the code. Rosie stands for creating... Rosie stands for the code Rosie, C-O-D-E, stands for creating opportunities for diverse engineers. So it's like it's female. It's diversity. It's amazing. The Rosie part references Rosie the Riveter, obviously, and the logo's little Minnie Mouse in the, in the Rosie outfit. So it's like they're, they branded it in a way that both sort of pushes their Disney brand forward but also creates this amazing opportunity inside the company. And, and they were worried that they were going to have to work after get making it diverse, both gender and, and racial. They and they didn't. Organically, the top candidates were 75% racially and ethnically diverse. And they also cover a range in terms of age and tenure at the company. So like, doesn't matter what job you're doing, you could be way you could be in sort of accounts receivable. And if you want to do this, and it's like a six month long program, and then you get sort of integrated into their coding. It's so awesome that Disney's the one that's decided to step in and do this after all. I mean, Disney's had a rough bout, rough go with it with the former, remember the former, um, was he the vice president? I don't remember. That was hugging girls too heavily. Yeah. Well, the time of hugging girls too heavily is, I think. Is over. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's interesting. So there's all these other programs, Girls Who Code and um, Bullying Girls. Yeah. STEM programs and all these programs that try to get women engaged in that kind of curriculum younger. But I think that it's a hard thing if, if you're not naturally inclined, like science and math is not your strength, to say, go to college and be like, this is the future. I'm not going to study social sciences. I'm not going to study business. I'm going to study computer sciences. It's, I think it's hard. It feels like a big leap. But places like Disney that say, you're already in the mix. And now you're more grown and you realize, like, what are the options? So we're going to have basically advanced education right here, job training, to be able to have be able to have movement 
So it's awesome, it, but, but I think it's cool. I think it's awesome to have both too. I totally. mean, I think it's awesome to get little girls more involved in STEM that wouldn't have otherwise because they were per, they were they were sort of encouraged to go down a different path as opposed to this path. I mean, I was most certainly better in math and science than I was in English and reading. I was the I worst. I was, I was really studying engineering. It was science. really hard for me. I should have done engineering, and yeah. I didn't because. I just didn't because my, it wasn't really a thing. It's not what girls did. Yeah. So my father owned a stainless steel manufacturing company in Buffalo, New York, and I was set to take it over. So I was in an engineering program in That's college. Awesome. I got a couple years into industrial engineering. That is super hot, like, by the way. My jobs in high school was welding, stainless steel fittings, and electro-polishing and running time studies and all these sorts of things. But it was really hard for me. Like, if you don't have the brain for it. But did you enjoy it? In college, it was hard. The job or the education? The job. The job was great. So you but in order to keep things, doing it, you have you to have the to degree. Have... And so I, Did <laughs> my you really? sophomore year, I had to pass with an engineering degree. To work at your dad's company? To take it over. My brother was going to be the sales guy and I was going to be the one Why that ran the factory. Why did you have to get a degree to take it over? It was your dad's company. Because my dad was partners with my uncle. He, My uncle was the engineer that actually made the fittings and my dad sold them. So my brother wow. was going to sell them and I was going to make them. It sounds like my husband's dad's Yeah, company. it was going to be great. They did ball bearings. Except... Sophomore year, I had to pass, like, chemistry, the second level of chemistry. It was the hardest class I'd ever taken. I went to every single office hour. I had a tutorial. I knew the professor by name. She knew me really well. I took the final exam. I got an F, straight up F. And I went into her office. I was like, you know, you know me. Like, can I just get a D so I don't have a zero? And she was like, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. I can't give you a D. I was like, well, shit. How am I going to get an engineering degree? And then my dad sold the company the same year. (laughs) Because he was was like, there's no hope for you. Yeah, my Republican father. And then I went on to become a a Democratic progressive media consultant. So And you're killing it there. So whatever. It works. But I do think that there is... It was hot that you welded stuff, though. Yeah. And I could probably still weld. But I think think that in in my... This was a long time ago, but at my school, the engineering program was three quarters boys and one quarter girls. Yeah. That's probably not that uncommon now. So I do think... Yeah. So places like Disney that are, you know, trying to encourage a different kind of experience for women feels well, just cool. Also teaching girls early on that that's an option is totally important. Now there's all these, I don't know if your kids do this. My kids do like coding games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, I don't think I knew the what coding, like that word until I was in college. Oh, really? Oh, so you didn't do like BBSs? You didn't have like in bulletin? In high school? Yeah. You didn't do bulletin board systems where you made your own? Like, no. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> but that, was like, that was like pre-internet <laughs> when you had your own like BBS, which was like your own sort of Facebook page. No. Way back. No. I was like a freshman yeah. in high school. No. That was even after you because I'm like a gajillion years older than you. It's It's... You're not. So you but, had yeah. the straight up internet by the time you were a freshman in high school. Not freshman. Had like sophomore. Or, well, we just didn't at our house, maybe. I don't really know. You didn't have AOL. Prodigy? <laughs> you didn't have Prodigy? We had Prodigy. I remember. You have like a really good memory about this right now, I feel like. Well, because, you know, I, just, <laughs> I, I did stuff. Um, Nerds. Today, instead of crazy shit, people say, just because the world is a little bit of a sad place right now, we decided to say do a kind shit, people say, segment and bring it real back back to the youngins, MTV Movie Awards. Although, is, is he really considered a youngin? No, he got the Generation Award, which How I think old is, is he? Chris Pratt. Um, is he? He's your age. No. Is he even? Not even. I think maybe 32, 33, he's something a youngin. like that. Okay, yeah. so youngin. 
He got Chris Pratt, who was in the event, is in the Avengers movies, Marvel movies. He's in the Avengers. Yeah, he got the Generation Award, and he gave a, a funny. I mean, it's MTV. He gave a funny speech, in, which included the nine rules of Chris Pratt. But his number nine was very nice and worth sharing in in the moment we're in, which is nobody is perfect. People are going to tell you you're perfect just the way you are. You're not. You're imperfect. You always will be. But there is a powerful force that made you that way. And if you're willing to accept that, you will have grace. Grace is a gift. And like the freedom that we enjoy, grace was paid for by somebody else's blood. Do not forget it. Do not take it for granted. Which is amazing. Like in a moment where people get awards for participation and everybody is stepping on each other to get ahead and little grace is something we are lacking right now as a as a as a people in 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 conversations on television on our 24 news cycle in our politics in our administration grace is not something that is lovely and possible and oh chris pratt not even 30 <laughs> but he gets the generation award so i you know he made me emotional. My my name is Kelly Grace Gibson. My 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 father's mother's name was Grace. My niece's middle name is Grace. Her mother's name is Grace. And there's something about remembering how important it is to be thoughtful and humble and part of something that's important. I agree. So thank thanks, Chris Pratt. I I wish I could like say more right now, but I'm about to start sobbing. <laughs> so <laughs> too emotional today. <laughs> I just want to go home and read that to my kids. <laughs> There's a lot. Another one is, it's okay to poop at a party. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to take a poop. Did take he a poop. say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. But, I mean, it's MTV. Which, and good for him to, uh, you know, like really sort of balance it. You know, he's also a, a, a man of great faith. So another rule was that God is real. Another rule is learn to pray. It's not that hard. So he he's a person who's sort of centered in a faith space that's not for everybody but it is for him but he did say um don't be a turd if you're strong be a protector and if you're smart be hum- a humble influencer strength and intelligence can be weapons don't wield them against the weak that makes you a bully so i do think that he was he's sort of offering moments of wisdom that that are cross generational you know, like little kids and bullies, that's like a real thing. I think we also spend a lot of time trying to tell little girls that they need to be perfect. And so this is hugely yeah. important. The fucking be perfect thing. It's it's a, I, it, I don't think I'll ever shake it in my lifetime. No. And even when I'm trying to be perfect, I tell myself, stop it. But I can't. Uh, you know, I go through phases where I give zero fucks and I don't care. And you can all suck my dick. <laughs> And then I go through periods where I am just a delicate flower and I can't, I just, I, I got nothing. I think it makes you human, you know? I think that we've talked about this a lot in here and and it was a little bit about how we started that statement at the beginning of the show, which is we work in, we work in this space where what we talk about is what it's like to be a woman in a space that's been run by men. And it's a little bit in, in that article I wrote and all this sort of stuff that we have to become these kinds of people that, um... That that build a toolbox that then we can draw from, you know, like you and I over our life have put together the ability to deal with the world how we need to in that moment. Like if we need to say, I have zero fucks and suck my dick, we have that somewhere in our toolbox. But we also have humility and knowledge that we're not 
always capable and know which right. corner of our life to go to to, to be it's that person too. It's far easier to give zero fucks. <laughs> That's I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. I wasn't, and I. But now I'm like it. Just it's hard now. I mean, I feel like it's just hard to be because. Everything is so complicated and everything is hard and kids are hard and work is hard and yeah, everything is hard. And I just want to be a dude and get drunk and go play <laughs> golf and say, fuck it. Like, it'll be fine tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I've never been that. I was talking to my colleague Emily today about that every, every people have natural resting points. Like if you're a person that that who is just sort of a naturally happy person, you're you're at your best when you're happy. Um, and so you always are looking for it. But if you're a person that's like cool with just being a little bit less happy, then you're OK there. And if you're somebody who likes details and drama to be cool, you end up there. And if you're somebody who likes simplicity, you try to end up there. But we're all thrown in into each other's buckets all the time. And we're all just trying to claw our way into our own happy place again. And that these are these tools we need to find. Who is it that can bring us back to our good spot? For me, it's Tracy Dietz. It's this Aww. podcast. It's a glass of wine in a little white padded room once a week to sort of be reminded that we are humans at our very core. And you find people that love you for who you are. Aww. And you can get through shit if you do it together. This brings you back to your happy place? You, I mean, Aww. people I love bring me to my happy Aww, place. That's yeah. awesome. And even, I mean, Tracy and I, Writing that statement was not easy because we're really different people. But if you know who you are, it's you can do things that are hard. That's true. The the pro- part of the problem is really learning who you are. Learning who you are. And I don't I don't think I think that's something that comes with Time. a lot of age. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's not something that you nail at yeah. twenty six. And if you have, then good for you. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, as a moment moving forward, this podcast, we're always going to try to find moments of ridiculousness in politics in this world. We are always going to stand up for women. We're always going to stand up for each other. But we're never we, we hope to never shy away from the hard stuff. So that's what we can tell you all. Speaking of ridiculousness, can we talk about this breast tape stuff that we saw? On <laughs> I was just going to get I was okay. just going to say that bare lifts can suck it. Because there is no way that a two inch by one inch piece of tape is going to lift an F cup. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter what is you Is there tape. like an asterisk on the advert? Adver- no, no. You get 10 pieces for $9.99. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you just take this and pull it up. And it just, you put it over your nipple and then pull up and it attaches and then you're, look, you're up. You should perfectly. talk to Bette Midler and her over-the-shoulder no, boulder holder. No, you know what works? <laughs> Fucking duct tape. Grab some duct tape and pull it over your shoulder or get a boob job. So all of you at home. This is bullshit. Try. This is I would total say just, bullshit. Just be careful with the placement of the duct. Never tried it before, but it feels you have to be careful with the placement of the duct tape just you for sensitivity reasons. You have to put it reasons. on your nipple yeah. and pull it oh, over Lord. your shoulder. Yeah, that's That's the only that's way you're going to hold up something that weighs that much. All right. Thanks for riding the roller coaster with us friends. <laughs> you know, you don't like my... my... <laughs> just doesn't feel like there's much more to say about it. I don't know. The I, little tape it's doesn't only work. Just because your they... boobs are perfect and stand up straight. No, no, no. They, they just really weigh... They're just like one fiftieth of the size of your boobs. Oh, yep. Gosh, yeah. The little sucks. tape doesn't work. The big tape works. I mean, just... It's a pretty simple lesson. Also, surgery works. 
<laughs> That's my next step. <laughs> we'll have to podcast that oh when I get God. around to that. Well, good thing it's, well, it's a visual medium. We're not taking pictures of that. All right, guys. <laughs> we had lots of fun today. Thanks so much for listening. Listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcast Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week, guys. Thank you.